Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Did you vote for Donald Trump in 2020? I did. Do you regret that vote? Um, look, I think that the... I mean, uh, how could you not regret that vote, given what's happened? Yeah, I mean, look, um, I was never going to support Joe Biden, um, and uh, I do regret the vote. Uh, I think that um, it was a vote based on policy, based on uh, sort of substance and what I uh, know in terms of the kinds of policies he put forward that were good for the country. Um, but but I, uh, I think it is fair to say I regret the vote. You want to talk to Crazy Ocasio? You come to this little thing and you open it up and you whisper into her. Session. This is confession. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Ocasio confession right there. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I'm an American citizen. I pay your salary through the taxes that you collect from me through the IRS because I'm a tax-paying citizen of the United States. I'm a woman. I'm a female business owner, and I'm proud to be an American. Hey, 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 stop there. I have to explain this. This is Marjorie Green talking through the mail slot at her office. I mean, it, 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 I guess she did it as a, a joke. It's so childish. It's so childish. And and I guess she calls herself being funny. I, 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 maybe I'm jealous. I never thought that if I really wanted to talk to a member of Congress that I, you know, go up to one of the congressional offices and talk through their mail slot. And she's a congresswoman now. She's nuts. She is absolutely, I mean, this is, she's nuts. And then um, I have to bring up this issue of uh, homelessness in Los Angeles. Since it's now 6 o'clock out there, Um a new issue I'll put on the table because the Biden administration announced uh, last week when we were in L.A., they announced that they're going to, they're asking Congress to invest, I forget how many billions, to help deal with the issue of homelessness. Now, here's, here's, here's why I bring this up. It is seared in my mind. You live and you're living in, in if you're out in Los Angeles. So we're in we're in Sherry's old neighborhood. South Central, Compton, Centennial High School. We went by her her uh, high school, her former high school. We're on our way to um cemetery to you know, to just put flowers on her family's uh Gravesite, but I said, well, instead of doing the highway, let's just let's just drive down, you know, Central Avenue, Rosecrans, and and wherever. And it, I I had seen it on TV, 
this homeless problem, homelessness problem, this people homeless. But it is so stark. There were these dilapidated, and I do mean dilapidated, old RVs, recreational vehicles, that people were living in, parked not only on the streets of L.A., I mean permanently parked, and in some cases in front of other in front of people's houses and I mean other people's homes. And around it were just trash. I mean, you know, just like you know like homeless people live that in here in Washington DC we see tents, you know, along uh certain neighborhoods under divide docks. We saw that too. And I gotta tell you there's something else I saw. So we don't have Head, you know, headed through Thousand Oaks, headed on down the highway, and then as soon as we get into that whole South Central Compton Central Avenue area, the trash. Now, don't get mad at me. On the highways, particularly at the uh, at the exits, at the exits of the of you know coming off of what would that be? I don't know, Sherry. Ten, five. You know the highway system better. You grew up there. The trash. Now, here's why I bring it up. There are, I blame two groups of people, because I don't want you getting mad at me. Two groups of people, and I'll tell you why uh, in a minute why I'm, I'm bringing it up. One is people who show that kind of disrespect for their own neighborhood. I mean, I'm very serious about that. So you you just it, it's just like the broken glass theory. Just you know, the more trash I see, the more trash I can throw out the window, or the more trash I, the more litter I can put down. Because clearly the people don't care. So therefore, I just throw it out the window, especially at the stoplights as I as I exit the highways. It's like stark. It's like night and day. You know, from from the coming uh, down from Camarillo. Night, night and day. Now, I'm not saying people don't, all people don't lit, litter. I live, and you know, when I go out here, I mean, they, I don't know what it is about human beings that they, you know, the, the world is their trash bin. But here's the second group of people I'm going to blame. And that is, excuse me, mayor, excuse me, city council members, Excuse me, county supervisors. Excuse me. Y'all don't see this? You don't see it? Like I see it? You you mean you drive by? Or maybe you don't drive by the neighborhood. Maybe you're not in the neighborhood. I know some. I know what I did see. I saw a bunch of campaign signs with people running for mayor. 
in Los Angeles running for city council. I saw a bunch of, you know, you got your campaign signs up in these neighborhoods. See, this is what I, 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 you, what I don't. You have a homeless problem, and at the same time, you, you've got a broken glass issue. And what? So, can you hire? You know, you know, some places that's what they're doing in some cities. They're hiring homeless people, and paying them. You know, to clean up some of these neighborhoods. And and so don't get mad at me. The reason I bring this up, I once gave a speech at a, a, a high school in Philadelphia. I, I can't remember the name of the high school. This was years ago. C. Dolores Tucker had invited me uh, to speak at this high school. Then this was around the whole gangster rap, you know, issue and you know, and, and, and that type of thing. And, and, and as I was waiting, got there early, I noticed on the high school campus litter all over the campus, all over the high school campus. And, and I said, you know, before we start picking up the litter in our dealing with the litter in our brains, maybe we ought to look around our own community. And look around your own school. You kids see this litter in your in, on your plate. Not it was a high school. You see it on your grounds. Why are you why are you allowing this? Why don't you organize and and do you know the principal got pissed at me? The principal said, "I didn't invite you here to talk about uh, the litter in our on our on our grounds." And I mean, got mad at me. I said, "Well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Excuse me. You invited me to speak. I'm just, I'm just drawing up an analogy here." And I was chastised. Just, just go ahead with the speech about the, the gangster rap. And I said to her, "Then why don't you go ahead and clean up your damn uh, uh, campus?" Needless to say, I wasn't invited back. And I and that's why I said, I mean, what's 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 with you, folk? That you know, it's like, excuse me, Madam Mayor, that, what you don't see this. And by the way, if you keep a look, it's in like for let me get it's like your house. If you keep a clean house, like a clean neighborhood, people will respect the neighborhood. Like they will respect your house. That's that's the that's that's the whole concept behind re- repairing the broken glass. It's 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 really interesting. You you if you drive through a well kept neighborhood, folks won't litter. They will not litter. They will not. They will respect that neighborhood. Agree or disagree. One eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. But what do you do? I, I, and I don't know the answer to this. What do you do in L.A.? How do you deal with the homelessness? Not just in Los. I, I'm only bringing up L.A. because that's that 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 it was just so stark. And 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 I just I mean I it it was like whew, I have never 
seen that before. And then I realized I'm not talking here on Sirius XM to those homeless people. You know why? They don't have a subscription. They, they're listening to, to, to AM and FM, free radio. They don't have the money. So what is our response? And what's the mayor's response? And I say to the mayor of Washington, D.C., when you drive, when, as you're driving or being driven through your neighborhood, you, you know, uh, what's his name? The mayor, the former mayor of Baltimore. And I know I'm over time. No, no, not Kirk Smoke, before Kirk Smoke. He was mayor for years. Did he go on to be governor of Maryland? But anyway, I remember this. He, he, um, he would drive around neighborhoods. The old, oh, yeah. He would drive around neighborhoods. And wherever he saw something wrong, like a neighborhood where to pick up a, a, a vacant lot or trash wasn't being, whatever it was. He actually had yellow pads. Schaefer? Was, yeah, he actually had a yellow pad or, or, or stickums. He, he had stickums. And he would write a note, uh, so-and-so block or address, uh, go get it cleaned up. And he put it on the door, the office door of the Department of Sanit- Sanitation. Or if there was a broken pipe, and, and, he, and I mean, he, he would put it and say, fix it. Your calls one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. So if it you know and 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 by the way, a lot of the and and I, and I don't have a cut card here. A lot of these these mayors and these folks running for office. By the way, your progressives, your Democrats, your Republicans too. What the hell's wrong with y'all? I mean, what are you going to do? I, I, I mean, and, I'm, and again, I understand acute homelessness. I understand there are lawsuits. I understand all that. But, you know, maybe you can just start with picking up the crap here on CSXM Urban View. Now that you're, because, again, I know it's a sensitive topic. I know you don't like me saying it, but let me tell you, I can't help but tell you what I saw here on CSX and you're just giving the other side ammunition so and again two entities it's the people and also it's those in charge and you know and my it, it, it you know, we talk about the broken glass theory, and there's there's a couple ways people look at. It. Now, when I first learned about broken glass, it the broken glass theory it was this: that if you lived in a neighborhood where the buildings are vacant, 
the 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 neighborhood was not maintained it 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 created a atmosphere that people didn't care about the neighborhood now this is how i interpreted the broken glass theory it's been interpreted different ways so that that people would who would drive by such a neighborhood they just throw their litter out they they trash out they you know the car and that type but let them go into a well-kept, manicured neighborhood. Wouldn't think about throwing the trash out because it sends a whole different signal to these folk. That, you know, so that's why I say there's two entities that are responsible. One, the people live in the neighborhood. And, and, and then the other responsibility is those folk, the government, whose job it is to clean up the neighborhood. And if if, if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a, if I'm a uh, mayor or I'm an elected official, I work for the gov, and I get off and I see that in my in my city. Well, I'm going man. I'm going to assign a crew to get and clean this up and do it as much as you. Well, they'll come right back and do it again. Well, you just, it's, it's a constant struggle, but you got to do it. I'm sorry, Sam. What were you going to say? No, I'm sorry. I just I I think when I first heard about this, it was Rudy Giuliani of all people who had yeah, well, put that it was, out yeah, there. Yeah, in yeah. New York. Yeah, that, that that. But I go back. You know, before Rudy Rudy Giuliani reinterpreted. The whole broken glass theory, you know, he just used it as an excuse to take over a neighborhood, you know, gentrify. That's what he did that for. I, as I re, when we first studied the broke, it was it was how to maintain the neighborhood, how to work with the community to maintain it, uh, not diminish it so that you could sell it to investors. Um, yeah, I'm go so ahead. glad you're because I never knew that. I never yeah. knew that part of it. I'm so glad you're, you know, explaining it. This, this, there's a history here, apparently, I'm reading about, and I haven't finished it yet. Uh, but there's been a longstanding battle between residents and uh, the homeless. And at one point in time, there were rules against living in an RV, in a residential area. Right. Then the folks, advocates for the homeless, went to court, got a court order. They can live in their RBs. Then I think in 2019 that was reversed and said, "Nope, you can't live in your RVs again." And, and especially in front of somebody else's yeah. house. And it's widespread because there are ordinances that I'm reading through here that name a long list of communities and neighborhoods: Sunset Boulevard, around by Chavez Ravine where Dodger Stadium is, Pasadena. It apparently is quite a problem. And I think I mentioned to you on one occasion, not lot that long ago in Los Angeles, I was writing down, I'm not sure if it was Manchester or what, but west side of Los Angeles, which is a nice neighborhood. And just both sides of the street were lined with parked RVs. Now, it wasn't the junkyard type that we saw in South Los Angeles, but it was stunning to see these RVs parked side, tail to end, 
tail to back of RV, 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 and people living them, and again, in front of people's homes. Now, let me let me tell you what I immediately went and what I, I did. So I went out and got this um, little comic book uh, that I have dog-deared to death, Addicted to War, Why the U.S. Can't Kick Militarism. And it's an illustrated book. And I said, let's see, schools are run down and overcrowded. In some inner city uh, high schools, 80% of the students drop out. More than a fifth of all adults can't read a job application or a street sign. Uh, But then they tell us, hey, here's what you do. Uh, Have a bake sale. Um, But then when I look at the cost that we spend on on mili- uh, uh, military i mean it it's like it's like addiction so you can in other words here, here's what the, I, I i found out you can come up with billions of dollars a year billions to operate 12 aircraft carrier battle groups um and with that with the 1 billion it takes to maintain now listen with 1 billion it takes to maintain one of those aircraft carriers for a year. You ready? You can build 17,000 homes for 67,000 people. Or you could provide free prenatal care for 1,600,000 expected mothers, saving the lives of thousands of babies. Or you can en- en- enroll 385,000 more kids in Head Start preschool programs each year. And these kids need, they need preschool or give 500,000 malnourished children in this country three meals a day. Or you could put a down payment on a new aircraft carrier. I mean, this is... This is it is a question of priority. It's a question anyhow, I got I got the lines jumping. I, I just and let's let's go to the phones. All right, who's next? Right, let me one uh, and thank you so much Tyrone from New York for holding. You're on with Madison. Uh go ahead Tyrone. Mr. Madison, you messing me up, man. I got to tell you how to do your show. You keep coming up with all these topics, and I can't. I, I'm trying to keep up with what you. <laughs> I, I don't call about something else. You don't switch me about five, six different times, man. But <laughs> Go I <love> ahead. <laughs> I know. Oh I, man! Oh man! I know. I know. I know. I know. And you know how we feel now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not mad. I just love it because it's so much. This homelessness, you know, it's like it's, it's the poor and the middle class. Mm-hmm. I see it as fighting against the, the, the major money interests. That's right. The, 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 you know, they, 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 and they come together. And yep. they know how to come together to, to keep us down, man. That, to divide us, absolutely. Yes, yes. Because, look, thing, I know the, 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 to... homeless, the homeless problem, at least— and one part is 
people can't afford to live. They can't afford to nope. buy a home, number one. And the, the second one is, so therefore they're not making, we're sitting over here arguing over $15 an hour. And number yes. two, there aren't, a, they're not, they're not enough affordable housing in, in the country. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Don't want to get you off. Oh my goodness. I was calling by Ron Williams. I, the reason why I watched the five is because of him. And he, I love when he light their hair on fire because they don't talk about um, Liz Cheney, um, six, um, the six, um, the, 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 the fight back against the government. They don't talk about Trump. So when, um, when they bring up something like the border or something like that, Ron Williams bring it around to Liz Cheney, bring it around to the, to the insurrection of, of um, the six, and they start yelling at him. They try to talk him down, and like you said, he don't get paid enough for whatever he gets paid there. He don't get paid enough because I think they want him going like a long time ago, but he's not <laughs> nasty. He don't curse them. He don't, he don't, you know, he don't like disrespect them or nothing like that. And they don't, you know, they looking to try to rattle him. But when he goes in my mind and then he start rattling all stuff to them, oh, they lose their lunch, man. Well, see, I think what, I think what, I think, I think what really, what really uh, they, 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 they know and they can't handle it is, yes, is. He knows what he's talking about. They 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 fact check him. They fact check him, and when they fact check him, that's when they have they have no choice. They have to back up, and it, yeah. it and so they go from, uh, well, Ron, you're factually correct, and then they give their opinion. Well, I'm going to tell y'all something. Somebody said to me, and I get to. I get to be unfiltered on my show, and I always tell people <laughs> I, when I speak, I don't speak like this. I, my show is in, is my show, and I always respect the house when I go speak to people. So don't, yes. you know, I don't I don't invoke Samuel Jackson, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, uh, opinions. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> everyone yeah. got one. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. But your opinions got, you know, you hope your opinions are based on facts. We just yes. saw again a few good men, the Tom Cruise. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Daryl. Yes. I got, you know, we and we play that. You can't handle the truth. I want the truth. You can't handle And And the yes. bottom line is Donald Trump and the Republicans can't handle the truth you now, can't you know, handle the tom, truth you know tom tom um uh, uh, the, the, you know the lawyer cruz oh, he no, comes no. off yeah. as as the heavy in that one jack yes. nicholas comes off oh, you can't handle it. the reality is the the truth is that those marines who are on trial should have spoke up the truth Absolutely. is they didn't have to obey his orders. That's the truth. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. the truth. Mm-mm. And the and, but when I hear this, it's it's just like Lonesome Roads, the movie with Andy Griffin. The 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 yeah, these, you played that. Yeah, and I'm and and the, you can't handle the truth. Donald Trump and his supporters can't handle the truth. The truth is you lost that election by millions Absolutely. of votes. The truth is 
that that Tom that Ted Cruz lied when he said about voter about the the bill and how it was written and won't come back yes, and Ted correct Cruz. himself. He you know the reason he won't come back on and correct himself was that he knew he was lying to begin with. He in other words he can't come back and say well I didn't know, which means oh you didn't read the bill number one, number so he can't say that. So number and he's certainly not going to come back and say he lied. Mm-mm. Yeah, there, well, am I, I over time? The most important thing is to get yeah. the lie out. I think there's more important to them to get the lie out than oh, yes. it is to be right or wrong. Oh yes, the lie is the propaganda. It is a question. Oh yeah, the more it, that's exact. That's what. That's why Dr. King said that conscientious stupidity is very dangerous because it's not about the facts or the truth. It's about propaganda. It's about it's about um, you know uh, uh, misleading people. We'll continue. I'm way over time, uh, and that, so therefore, Van uh, from Ohio, you're next. Right after this, Judge Greg Mathis. You and I, I'm sure, are very grateful for being on the airwaves all these years. But mostly, I'm just grateful for our friendship. Hey, hey, my main man, Greg Mathis. Hey, he, I it's been a while since we've talked, but he uh, he's uh, he's one of a kind. A van from Ohio is a first time call it thirty six after the hour. Go ahead, van. Good morning, Mr. Madison, and it's an honor to, to talk to you. I got to talk real quick because uh, my my grandson's gonna be over in a few minutes, and that's all she wrote. So what I want to say is that uh, um, uh, you flipped the switch on on the, on the subject just like Samantha before me, but uh, with the guy that that was talking about the um, the uh, tour at the Capitol. There's a video of him cowering mm-hmm. with the uh, Capitol Police. Well, it was, Capitol Police wasn't cowering, but he was cowering with them on the yep. other side of the door um, at the Capitol building. Yeah, and, and they had their guns. They had their guns drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was. And then he came when he come, came out, and the reporters was asking him about it. He was trying to, you know, detract. And then even his voice changed. Because he's not a southerner, but he sounds southern when he walked out the door, which I thought was interesting, which always brings me to what you say about the third ear, that, you know, he's he's uh, trying to um, have this image of himself when he's out there talking to the reporters. Because I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of people don't watch the hearings like, you know, I do and a lot of other people. And, That's right. and the other thing is, is yeah. uh, uh, with a... Um, with the people where you have to take the pictures out of your homes and stuff. Remember when, when Trump and his uh, uh, filthy-ass wife, remember they didn't want to move into the White House for a while? It's like they wanted to get it fumigated since Obama's wasn't there. So oh, well, I remember they wanted I, to I change the toilet seats. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and that's what they feel about us is that, mm-hmm. you know, we're – we're animals, you know, they still consider us three fish, but the, the only animals I saw were those those guys that was that was climbing the Capitol. Those they were climbing like monkeys. So those are the animals. So that's that's all I want to say. I think about my grandson, he, they just drove up. So anyway, it was good talking to you and uh, uh maybe I have a little more time. Sonia from uh Indiana, before we go to a, a break, go ahead, Sonia. Is it Sonny? Sonia. 
Sonia, hi. Sonia. Sonia. Hi, how are you? Okay. I was calling in regards to the honor system. And I feel like that they're going to have to do a government seal on those cards. Well, yeah, and but if that's the case, then you'd have to mail out millions to people that would need a new card. Well, there's already a pharmacy identification number on each card. So I would I would think that they would leave it up to the pharmacy to have that stamp. And wherever you got your shot, you would go and have that government seal like you have on your birth certificate. So you would you go you go back I would have to go I I just I nope. I, I guess you I mean, look it it's it, you could do that but I just think it would be a logistical nightmare. It's not every not every shot was administered at a pharmacy. Some shots would be in yeah, her community centers shots, at homeless every centers shot at, has a pharmacy identification number listed on your card. Every single card has a pharmacy ID number. I have to look at it. I yeah, didn't notice that. I, I didn't that. notice because, it, yeah. Because each, each one of those dosages has an identifier. That number that's on that card mm. is an identifier based on that company that gave that, that distributed that. that, so, that so, so you would be in favor of a, uh, a government vaccine, a vaccine passport. Yep, I sure would. Okay, all right. That government seal is what it is, and you cannot, you cannot um, try and. um, But what? what, Now let me. I'm playing the devil's advocate here for a moment. Um, What keeps people? See, once again, I have it. Let's say I have it, and I and I, I'm, I'm, I counterfeit. I get a counterfeit one. With a a number, I get a counterfeit one with a number. How how would I, as a um, restaurant owner, well, let me finish? It, it, how would I, as a restaurant owner, know it's it's a it's a it's the legitimate one? Because I don't believe that that it's just like how a twenty dollar no, bill. How they can determine if there is a fake twenty dollar bill. Every well, the reason no, ma'am, they mark. Look, you can't use that analogy. You can you take a black marker. That's what they do with a twenty dollar bill. They they it, it's a the paper is is designed so all you have to do is use an instrument to mark it or a light. You, I mean, if I have one of these cards, how do I how? And I'm a restaurant owner. How do I know? That it's it's not counterfeit, particularly because now I would I would have to go I would have to then tell the the entity you got to send me a new card. And by the way, the new card isn't going to have the initials of the person who administered the shot. Yeah, okay. one eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. It would be a logistical nightmare, in my opinion. 
I just, I just, I just don't, I just don't, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. We'll continue. one 866 Now, it's 42 after the hour. If you would try, I still have some time. I can take some calls. one 866 And um, we'll continue right after this. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.